Yes, yes. Welcome to Conversations of the Heart with T. Tell. This is season three, episode two. It's called The Love Process, y'all. Featuring the good brother, the incredible Rob Hill Sr. We're going to be getting into a lot of conversation about healing, accountability, forgiveness, vulnerability. It's going to be a very loaded conversation. I hope you guys tune in and you enjoy. Check it out, y'all. Rob. We good? We good. How you doing, brother? What's going on, good brother? How are you? Very good, very good. I can't, I can't complain. How are you? I am doing well, man. I, I, I had some connection issues earlier, so I'm trying to make sure you and I won't have those problems. Can you hear me smooth? I'm not glitching, am I? My, my hand's moving. Nah, man, you smooth, brother. You very smooth. Love it. Yeah, listen. Love it. Love it. Yo, first, uh, uh, first of all, we here? Apologies. Yeah, we're here. So, first of all, appreciate you even doing this, man. I appreciate you coming on. You know what I'm saying? I know that when I hit you up, it was quick, and you was like, yo, it's nothing, brother. Let's do it. So I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Definitely. Of course. Of course. Of course. You you showed up to hear me speak, right? You right. And that's a fact. That is a definite fact, bro. Nah, man. Um, you but you're up. one of the pioneers, bro. Um, for the people who, who, who don't know, and I, I don't know who doesn't know, um, who you are, but you're a six or seven time author, am I correct? Yeah, yes, sir. Six time, six time author, Michael Jordan, six, six for six. You're a six time author, um, your publisher, you're uh, you're an influencer, your quotes are everywhere. Um, you're a content creator, and you're a host of uh, Head in the Game series, right? Yes, sir, man. So, you're doing a lot of things, man. Um, so first of all, um, so for the people who don't know, and just tell them just a little bit about you. Um, and, and where they can find you and, and what you're doing next? Um, well, my, my work is the words. Uh, my Angelo says, I love the words and they love me back. And that mm -hmm. has been much of my life. Um, the particular use of words that I like are words that operate in service. Um, I like to um, help others um, on their wellness path, on their growth journey, on their evolution. Uh, process. Um, my particular business is publishing. Um, not only do I write books, I help amplify other authors. Um, and I am continuously building that company to be able to support more voices within this space. Um, I've been blessed with a lot of publishing opportunities, uh, but partly that's because I know the business and I know the system and I have relationships. Um, mm -hmm. And it's important now to be able to expand on those um, and grow with people who are great at delivering messages to audiences that need them, you know? Um, so that's what's next, you know, not just my own works, but amplifying other voices. And then beyond that, continuing to release my books naturally. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 where I, that's, where I, that's where I've been and where I'm going. No, man. And you've been doing it for a long time. So I know when I get ready to publish my book, I know who to go to. So, you exactly. know, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> my, exactly. My man. So, um, so I named this episode, the love process. Um, and you know, you're AKA the heart healer, you know, um, you know, as, as everybody knows you, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of want to talk about, you know, because everybody's like, you know, love, love with each other, man and a woman. Right. And just these, these relationships and heartbreaks and, and healing right but i kind of want to start here right i kind of want to start with the relationship with, with yourself how can you cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself because i believe before you before you could even start a relationship with somebody else it should start with you true. right true um right and and for the second thing I, I do believe that a lot of us really kind of give everybody else right grace we give everybody else chances we give everybody else grace right but mm -hmm. for us we are our own worst critic right and we're so hard on, on ourselves so how can somebody start to kind of um recultivate or, or even cultivate their own relationship with themselves well i think honesty 
you know honesty is that is that uh crux of it all most people um don't believe themselves to be lacking don't believe themselves to be in a growth position they 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 feel like i've seen it all i've done it all um and i think that impacts um a lot of it but i think that honestly man honestly leads to self-awareness it leads to a more um supportive tribe it leads to um you know um probably more authentic uh being um i think that a lot of the times we we overcomplicate self-love um but i think if we pair just these two elements which is honesty and forgiveness um, I think that from there, we are on a successful growth track, right? Because I tell people love mm -hmm. is only for forgivers. Love is not for the people who want to harden their heart. Love is not for the people who want to treat others like they're disposable. Love is not even for those who, um, you know, are just in it for that take mentality. Love is for people who are resilient, who can bounce back, who can forgive. Mm -hmm. um, and most of that time, you have to forgive yourself. Mm. And that's powerful. And and it does start to come from honesty and also accountability, right? Um, you know, it's like you said, a lot of us, you know, we're always on, you know, on social media and everything. You know, we always the highest paid. We got the we got the best cars, bottle service, like everything, is, you know, everybody's on, you know what I'm saying? And nobody, you know, nobody goes through struggles until they go home at night, right? The same guys that you partying with and you popping bottles with, a lot of them are going home and, and suffering in silence. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I mm -hmm. think a lot of times is being is getting real with yourself and honestly, even knowing when to get help, knowing when to get, you know, going to therapy, things like that. Right. And that, I know sometimes that could be taboo in our community, but it starts with the accountability of us so we can start creating safe spaces for our, our people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that also starts with the process of healing. Right. Healing can be scary. You know, healing isn't comfortable. Right. And because you go through something, then you become very guarded. Right. So what's your position on vulnerability? Because I believe that vulnerability is power and, and it's the gateway to all healing, too. Right. And accountability. Mm -hmm. So what's your take mm -hmm. on, on on vulnerability and how can you start to, to become vulnerable with yourself and others? Uh, I, I agree with you. Vulnerability is power. Um, I believe vulnerability is strength fundamentally. Now, I do believe misplaced vulnerability can be taken advantage of, right? Because that is something that you have to be really solid in, <laughs> in, 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 in who you are, what you're showing, what you're sharing. Because some people mistake themselves to be in a position of vulnerability and they say, uh, that person took advantage of me. Um, and I think a lot of times when you're vulnerable, you're not in a position to be taken advantage of because you've been transparent, you've been honest, you've been upfront, you've been forthright, right? Anybody taking advantage of that is going to harm themselves way more than they could ever harm you. Granted, mm. their actions may affect you, right? Mm -hmm. But you are going to gain so much wisdom from learning to identify people who treat your goodness that way. Right. Mm. Um, so I think uh, vulnerability as uh, a people revealer, you know, um, how do you treat yourself when you face some feelings that may be uncomfortable or may be um, difficult to navigate through? Right. And then also, how right. do you treat others? You know, um, they say, um, what, 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 uh, Kendrick talks about that in Mortal Man a lot. And that's why I love that song, Mortal Man, um, mm -hmm. on his album, To Pimple Butterfly, right? He's talking about vulnerability. He's talking about putting it all in the line and possibly being misunderstood. I think that comes with it. But as you as you said, it's, it's strength in that, you know? It's strength and power in that. Mm. That's amazing. And Can you hear me he okay? talks about, hello? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you good now? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so when it comes to all of that and then forgiveness, and you want to tie that in kind of with forgiveness, and you touched on that a little earlier, right? It's kind of 
you know, for a lot of us, you know, it's the cliche, you know, forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. Right. And which is 100 percent true. Right. But how important is it? Truthfully, it's not about them. How important is it to forgive yourself? Because a, a lot of times we focus on what they've done. Right. The, other, the opposition, whether it be a friend, a partner or whoever it was, your parents. Right. We all come from different backgrounds and different homes. So a lot of times we don't forgive ourselves a lot of times for, for the things that we've done. Right. It's always easy to you. You, mm -hmm. you did that. Mm -hmm. Right. So when it comes to growth and when it comes to just your own process of healing, how important is one to recognize your like, what you've done? But then at that point, also to give yourself grace and then to forgive yourself, too. Well, the, um, two things. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, um, guard your heart um, above all else for um, it affects everything you do. Right. And then aside from that, there is this particular part in the alchemist where Santiago asked the alchemist, he says, uh, why should I trust my heart when it constantly betrays me? Um, and he mm. says, betrayal is a blow that comes unexpectedly, right? And if you know your heart, then it could never betray you because you will know what it wants. You will know its desires. I find oftentimes when we struggle to forgive ourselves, it's because we did not really know the true contents and desires of our heart. We made exceptions in areas. We made um, completely like got rid of our standards in other areas we um didn't quite try uh as well as we should have in other areas we mm -hmm. um you know took things for granted in other areas there's are so many different elements that come into play when you think about a person forgiving themselves for a decision so with that it is it's much easier to to forgive a decision you understand um, mm -hmm. but also it's easier to grow, um, to grow from that understanding once you're willing to be honest moving forward. So forgiveness can happen in an instant, but then it can feel like it's erased over if we make the same mistake again. Um, mm -hmm. so in this sense, you know, when I think about forgiving myself, um, one, I think about detaching from whatever expectation I had for what was supposed to happen. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm here to respond to life, not to program it in the sense that um, I say, this is a lesson I shouldn't have to learn, or this is something I shouldn't have to go through. Right. Um, and I'm here to forgive myself for underestimating what I would have to give, <laughs> you mm. know, um, right. or underestimating what it would cost in growth, right? I said I wanted to grow. Um, I didn't know I had to submit to things changing, right? And mm -hmm. in doing that, I probably fought some things that I should have flowed with. And hey, I got to forgive myself. You didn't recognize that that was an area you should have flowed with. You're used to mm -hmm. being in a position of resistance, right? So mm -hmm. forgiveness really boils down to understanding. And then also it boils down to decision. You know, how do you mm -hmm. want to feel about yourself? I know I don't want to be in a victim posture. I don't want to be somebody who's constantly beating myself up for things I did not know. I don't want to constantly be beating myself up for things I could have done better. I know my heart is focused on growth. I know that each day I'm intentional with that, mm -hmm. with my words, with my action, with my behavior, with my appetite, with my diet, all of mm -hmm. those things, you know? So with that, um, I can forgive myself when I fall short. Uh, naturally, mm. because I know my aim. Um, and Jay-Z says, nothing wrong with the aim. Just had to change the target. Um, and I like to throw that people's way when we think of forgiveness. Um, because mm. most times, you know, we're just beating ourselves up and we're not willing to release ourselves from that expectation, from that relationship, um, and, 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 and from that old story. Mm. And that's powerful, too. And part of forgiveness, you know, it's also, of course, the accountability piece, but part of forgiveness, and even on the process of, you know, that relationship with yourself, right, and getting to know who you are, a part of that is being able to, finding a way to unpack that trauma, right, unpacking trauma and recognizing triggers. Yeah. Um, 
because a lot of us want to get into relationships, right, before we do that, right? And, and from my eyes, when you do that, it's saying, you know what, this person has to take me as I am, right? And it's like, this isn't church. We're not Jesus. And not everything should be just take you, take me as I am. No, sometimes you have to put in the work before you proceed into a relationship so you don't cut and bleed on your partner, right? And expecting them to be your therapist, to be everything to you, right? In essence, when you should be putting in the work right, to unpack your own trauma, because baggage is expensive. Go to Delta and find out. You know what I'm saying? Like, baggage is expensive, so I'm just saying, just come on with a carry-on. You don't, you don't have to bring four or five back. It, it, like, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is, when it comes to trauma, right, where does one begin, right, in really getting to know themselves and unpacking that trauma before they even enter a relationship for the sake of bleeding all over that person? Well, that's a lifelong process. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we all have this story of our childhood. We have this story of uh, who we were in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Who we had control of becoming in college and so forth. And I think that it's important to acknowledge our trauma. Um, but healing is so thorough that we 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 may still aggravate some wounds mm-hmm. even once we're in a relationship mm-hmm. um so i, I it's, it's it's less about uh you got to deal with all your trauma before you're worthy of being loved um I really like to frame it as you've been through some difficult things that have shaped mm-hmm. you. You understand them in a way that is maybe uh, protected you up until this point. Now, can you uh, reframe that understanding in a way that allows somebody to grow with you and you not recognize them as another person trying to do the same old thing that somebody else did in your past, right? Um, I think that it's important for us to know what hurt us. I think it's important for us to all also and equally acknowledge how we've overcome that and not be so right. stuck on those pain moments. I get it. Mm-hmm. They do, they, you know, like the... Um, the movie The Vow said that those moments of impact, right? That mm-hmm. kind of shift and completely can change our course. Um, it's important that we acknowledge, but I don't think we should be defined by it. And so many right. people are trying to wear that trauma badge. Like I've been hurt. You could never raise your voice to me. I've been mm. hurt. You, you know, I have all these triggers. And ultimately our triggers are ours to do it. Our triggers are ours to set off. So how do we do that? Um, we do that really with all the elements of this conversation. We've talked about honesty. We've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about confronting those things, which is, you know, considered a shadow side. Um, but but really, you know, talking to a therapist, being supported, right? But mm-hmm. I... I I don't, I don't want people to, because I always say you can be flawed and still be cherished, right? And I say Absolutely. that because I know how many people have experienced some extremely painful things too mm-hmm. soon in life. Yep. Way too soon before they had the acumen and the knowledge and the wisdom to add context to it, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of us feel like those things we experienced are our fault, right? right. Meaning we're so defunct that we attracted X and and really these things happen for us. I thought a lot of things made me unfortunate and now I know for a fact they have enriched me along the Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So when it comes to unpacking that trauma before a relationship, you know, honesty, forgiveness, but really um, that decision piece was to look ahead to not be defined by that single story or those two stories or those mm-hmm. three stories. 
right? Um, and to decide that as long as you're growing, things can be better. Um, I think that's more important. And 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 that could be just me because we I was on a call earlier and we had to explain our story in two minutes. And it's very interesting what a person will bring up when you get them to compact their life in two mm-hmm. minutes, right? Are they going to talk about their parents? Are they going to talk about their hometown? Are they going to talk about their relationships? Are they going to talk about, you know, their future? However it is, it's a lot. Um, I say that to say um, people are, I don't know, people are just learning that the world is safe enough to process some difficult things. And I think we're one of the first generations who are able to do this in the open um, and with as much support as we have. Um, and, and I just hope people continue exploring that, you know, I still have some things mm-hmm. that I'm working through, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't, we, we can't stop traumatic events from happening. We can just no. ultimately control how we respond to them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. you're hundred percent correct. And, and healing is, it's, it's, it's constant. So it's not just you know, heal. And then that's it. We're always to me, like, we're always healing. Like I remember, because my father passed away in 2016. And, you know, about five years later, I remember I went to the movies uh, at some point, you know, a few, a few months ago, and in the ending, and in the ending part, there was a, a, um, a scene in the movie, where, you know, they was doing the, you know, because my dad was in the army, so they was giving handing off, you know, the flag and things like that. And that was the trigger. I never knew it was a trigger. That was that was five years ago that my dad passed. I found a new that was a new trigger. So I I, I say that to say, you know, we just sometimes we don't even know, you know, sometimes what our triggers are until it happens, and that could be five years later, you know, three years later, whatever that may be. So you know, it is it it is very important that we give ourselves the grace, right, in the healing process. Right. Because we just never know, you know, what new triggers may occur. But then once you find out what those triggers are, now it's up to you, like you said, to make that decision. Time, decision right? time. Decision time. Decision time. So when it comes to I'm, I'm going to pause for a second and talk about us like men. Um, now, a lot of us, you know, and I could just speak for myself. Vulnerability is a tough thing for a lot of men. Right. A lot of it could be ego. A lot of it could be pride. A, a lot of it could be not having safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I talk to men, the more I realize we don't have safe spaces, right? And there were things that we're fundamentally taught. I feel even from, you know, back in the day, there are certain things that we were taught that we, that we shouldn't do. We shouldn't cry. We shouldn't express our emotions. We, it's, it's, that's a female trait. You know, you keep hearing a lot of those things, right, as, as you grow up. And then come to find out as an adult, you know, you, you have a woman tell you, well, why can't you c- c- communicate? Why can't you express yourself? Why can't you do all of these things? But, you, but you're saying to yourself, man, you know what, though? When I was a kid growing up, that wasn't the thing to do. That, that wasn't what I was taught. That was the manly thing to do. And now just because you have a beautiful face and a wonderful personality and a great body, now I'm supposed to know how to automatically express myself to you. And sometimes I feel like that could be a bit unfair to expect like somebody who's 28, 30 years old, who never really communicated their, their feelings or expressed their emotions in their life. Right. And then now it's like, now we're criticizing them and crucifying them for the very thing that they were never given the permission to do in the first place. Mm. Right. And now, now like we're having these types of conversations, these vulnerable conversations, but for a lot of years, that wasn't, that wasn't the thing to do. Right. So as we're evolving, right, what advice would you give a young man, right, on how on learning how to be vulnerable a little bit earlier, right, in in his life? You know, like if if you were talking to a younger me, you know what I'm saying? And and I came to say, Rob, man, like on one hand, I got my father, my uncle's telling me, you know, don't talk and don't, you know, me just be quiet, you know. And then over here, I got people telling me that I need to learn how to you know, be vulnerable. Like, what is that? Like, how can a young man, you know what I'm saying, be, start to become a little bit more vulnerable um, without feeling like he's not man enough? Well, I, I think I, 
the 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 process for for self-expression um happens differently for everybody mm-hmm. and i think that that phase you're describing when the intimacy of a relationship is now demanding you know a more transparent side of you that could be mm-hmm. a lot to step into if it's your first time right, right. um I don't think it's a matter of young men needing to be vulnerable sooner because we need life to happen to us. We need some things mm-hmm. to be vulnerable about. And mm-hmm. we also need some time to gather a perspective on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I tell my son to choose someone he feels safe with. The, the world emphasizes us to men to make others feel safe and to provide mm-hmm. that space. Um, mm-hmm. And we rarely realize that some of us can love people who put us in positions of harm. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, a young man needs to decide that there are benefits to knowing himself better. Mm-hmm. Not just making other people happy, but generally having peace in your life. Mm-hmm. There are benefits to processing your own emotions in mm-hmm. a way that allows you to uh, be more expansive in life, you know? And I think that young men should always journal, um, whether that's on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, or a daily basis. Um, I think that they should fellowship um, amongst their peers. Um, but beyond that, I think that they have to do kind of biblically, which is seek wise counsel. Um, you aren't going to know everything when you're young. And there are some people who get a perspective of you through loving you that the world might not see. Um, and mm-hmm. that is what a lot of young men really face. It's like, yeah, maybe she care about you enough to make you conscious of some things you don't see and challenge mm-hmm. some aspects of you that you uh, were comfortable with. Here's that opportunity, but you don't really do that unless you have to live a life to meet that woman um, or live a life to meet those friends or live a life to be mm-hmm. in that environment. Um, so mm-hmm. less about it sooner. And my advice is the benefits of knowing why you feel what you feel, the benefits mm-hmm. of being able to patiently and um, uh, objectively observe your emotions, process them, mm-hmm. and then grow from them. You know, uh, for young men, I think that's important. A lot of the world might convince mm-hmm. you that being numb is beneficial, but yeah. um, there's a, a lot of limited opportunity in that posture. You know, you continue to stay numb, mm-hmm. you're eventually going to be stuck stagnant mm. and unuseful and then no mm-hmm. woman has any use or no village has any use for unuseful men very very true and you know i definitely wanted to touch on that it's just because when it comes to ex- expression and when it comes to opening up and, be- and being vulnerable you know i know that we were taught especially you know in our community um what happens in this house stays in this house right but oftentimes that doesn't happen what happens in this house all the the dysfunction right the traumas and all and everything that stays in this house eventually people the kids leave the house and create their own house mm-hmm. right and those generational curses go with them and then they go to their kids and then their kids go off and then they go to their house yeah. and then it just becomes and then it spreads right and it's like nobody's communicating no nobody's getting these traumas out Nobody's having these types of conversations. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative um, of you um, that we're having this conversation uh, today. So somebody had a question and they said, um, what is a good way to process trauma? I mean, uh, pain, excuse me, pain. What, what, what's a good way to process hurt? Um, well, so Truce, um, I have a book called Truce and it's about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the process truce is an acronym. Well, the word truce naturally is a secession, secession of war. 
it's a chance for opposing sides to come together and find um, hopefully a treaty, but some terms to which peace, harmony, and growth can happen. The truth in this sense was that internal conflict we face with each other. I mean, excuse me, that, that internal conflict we face with oneself. Hmm. I felt at war with myself, not being able to mm -hmm. forgive myself, right? So I needed mm -hmm. to call the truce in that battle, right? You know, I used to mm -hmm. your mind and your heart on two different pages. Yeah. So that process is trust, resolve, understanding, clarity, and evolution. So truce is an acronym. Again, it's trust, resolve, understanding, clarity, and evolution. Um, that is the process of undoing one's hurt. Learning mm -hmm. to trust yourself, trust your decisions, um, learning to have some resolve about the decision you've made, making a resolution like people like to do uh, mm -hmm. each new year, um, and yep. then understanding enough about your past story to want to create a new one for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And walking into that new one with the clarity of being, with a clarity of of awareness, like you have a new essence, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and then evolution is the opportunity to kind of do the process all over again. The opportunity to to uh, be that butterfly acknowledge, acknowledging its caterpillar state. You know, mm. um, I think that um, that's where a lot of us are hoping to get to uh, evolution. And that is that is a point where we're not free of pain. We're just um, conditioned to process it in a way that doesn't derail our lives. Mm. That's amazing. Perfectly put. Um, so I, I want to get to my favorite. I have a favorite quote of yours, actually. Um, it's about love. And it says, love is a commitment to protecting another person's heart with the same passion you use to guard your own. I know that's an oldie but goodie, but that's one of my favorites. Um, can you explain, you know, you know, to the people just kind of what you mean by that? Well, it goes back to the Proverbs quote that I shared, 423. Mm -hmm. um, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's important we guard one's heart, right? Meaning uh, we don't want to be hurt by the world. We also don't want to hurt others. But I think that when we, when we indulge and endeavor to love with integrity, mm -hmm. Uh, we have to also uh, position our guards in a way that lend protection to our partner. And mm. so many times our guards put a wall up against our partner. They exclude mm -hmm. them, right? We want to protect ourselves, and then that you 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 cover however you cover, right? right? And I noticed that love is is really most fruitful through a position of service. So um, when you are willing to protect someone with the passion that you guard your own, meaning you say, I see you one and the same, I see your value and I respect you just like I respect mine. I understand you just like I understand mine. So when um, there's a gospel song that says, um, I won't harm you with words from my mouth. You know, um, I love you, I need you to survive, you know when we're trying to protect our heart, a lot of people use affirmations. I am this, mm -hmm. I am that, mm -hmm. I am this, I am mm -hmm. that. What they're doing mm -hmm. is they're trying to build up that heart posture, that spirit, that mm -hmm. internal thing. Um, and we also have to lend that same affirmation to our partner. You are mm -hmm. this, I received this from you. I learned this from you. Um, and I think that that is a part of um that guarding and protection balance that we need to have in love you know because yes you are valuable yes your heart is worth um it is worth being protected right excuse me being guarded but not against those who love you right mm -hmm. 
<laughs> not against those who are willing to deposit uh, goodness into you. So that quote in itself is just for those who um, who uh, are used to loving for what they can get and not necessarily for what they can give, right? So it's mm -hmm. like you 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 got to give something too, um, mm -hmm. and with that, you know, I think that there's balance. Definitely. So somebody asked me to repeat the quote. So the quote is, love is a commitment to protecting another person's heart with the same passion you use to guard your own. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Um, so when it comes to now relationships and building a foundation, right, you know, with with somebody, right? Now there's, look, I mean, you can go on, you, look, you can go online and you got everybody arguing about something about relationships and what everybody they feel like they should be doing and, and, and everything else. Right. But in, in your own opinion, right. What are maybe three of three to five keys, right. On how to build a successful relationship on how to start to build a successful relationship. And it's different for everybody, but just what are your personal ones? Um, Your question is, what are three to five keys on, on what it takes to build a successful, a successful. relationship? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think my hesitation there was, was, was uh, we all deem success in different, different, different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so well, I was trying to phrase maybe. it as a, um, a sustainable relationship. Sustainable. Okay, um, sure. And I think that that is a success, right? something that sustains mm -hmm. uh so mm -hmm. with that i think that you know we we gather pretty much all these infinity stones that we've we've pretty much talked about right yeah. in our conversation and, and 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 we position them so um we have um intention um we have uh reciprocity we have forgiveness we have um, honesty, um, and then finally we have willingness. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that that those five things um, are a great start to anything that could be sustained, uh, because mm -hmm. you have um, a resilient gumbo, if you will. Um, naturally, I think that varies for different people, um, but for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm choosing a love, I'm choosing a relationship for expansion. I'm choosing it for the added freedom, right. That I already feel and know in life. And those qualities would, would give me that. Mm. I like that. Um, I like the gumbo reference too, <laughs> Thank you. but it's, but it's very, but, but that's, that's very, very true. Um, so when it comes to I, I love safe spaces, right? And I think it's very important for, you know, for us to give our partners safe spaces, right? Of course, but also, you know, as far as, you know, us as a community, um, the biggest thing I, I think is to give your friends, give people in your village safe spaces too, right? Um, that's something to me that can really help it. You know, they they say it takes a village to raise a child. And I, I know you know that, you know, being a great father that you are. But I also believe like it takes a village to kind of get through life too, uh -huh. right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, there were certain times where, you know, even for me, th things got really heavy for me, right? And of course, besides God and, you know, but God gives you the village, you know? And and if it wasn't for a lot of like the village that, that I had in certain times, man, you know, I don't know where I'd be because a, a lot of us have this thing where we have to carry everything on our own. We have to put it on our shoulders and it gets heavy. Uh -huh. right but then if you can look to your left and look to your right and there's a safe space there's just a village there man and and some of us some say like yo i don't have I, I don't have a safe space i don't have people around me like that you know so like how can somebody begin that process of trust right because i believe it starts with trust to be able to trust somebody to be in your space and for it to be safe I always hear, oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be a burden to them. I'll take it on myself. I'm good. Everything is I'm good. I'm straight. Right? 
Um, so how does somebody begin to trust in order to allow people into their space so that they can create that safe space for them and the other person? Because it's unfair to be able to party with somebody and, and drink with them and or go to sports events with them and but they're suffering in silence because they didn't feel safe and they didn't have that safe space. That's a tough one to answer, man. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I life is sharp. Yeah. I, I know that we would like to make everything a safe space. Um, but um, I think that people have to realize that trust requires you to be courageous. You're asking for trust. Safety is of it's inconsequential. Trust requires vulnerability. Trust requires you to expose oneself. Trust requires mm -hmm. raw honesty. Mm -hmm. You can be safe after those things when you trust the right people. But mm -hmm. I think that beforehand, you have to accept that you may get it wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there there are times where I've opened up to the wrong people and they use it against me. There are times where mm -hmm. I've opened up to the right people and I was so thankful that I did not let the times where the wrong people used it against me stop me from opening up. Mm -hmm. There's the willingness, you know. Um, but also the willingness goes back to my intention. Um, when people are looking to build relationship uh, and feel safe with their things, you know, they, they got to be okay with it first. People want people to make them feel safe with things that they're insecure about. Mm -hmm. Well, until you provide some type of security within yourself, how could my presence add any value? Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be at the mercy of my opinions. And mm -hmm. I don't want people to, to, to trust their safety on something as feeble as opinions. You know, mm -hmm. so when I think about it, um, it's tough to answer because there is risk in learning how to trust and enjoying the full benefit of trust in establishing real trust, there is risk. There is harm, you know? You're not necessarily falling over the ledge, but you're definitely feeling the height. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? You ever yeah. been on a tall balcony and it's a wall there, but you get a little close, you feel something, mm -hmm. right? That's what's happening when we're learning how to trust. That's what's happening mm -hmm. when we're learning how to give, you know? So in... Um, and someone says maybe in looking for signs and safe spaces in that, you know, um, I, I, I struggle not to, to just, you know, use the, the, the natural coaching therapy um, mm -hmm. and other remedies because there are so many predatory places acting like they're safe spaces nowadays, you mm -hmm. know, so telling you how it looks. And then people go up here that way. I'm trying to tell you, you have to go by how it feels. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that you are going to be attracted to certain spirits in this life. And there are going to be inclinations within you that inspire you to open up to them. Are you mm -hmm. going to take heed to that omen? There, a safe space can grow. It's not just going to look like, oh, look at that green grass pasture. It's safe over there. <laughs> You know, um, I wish yeah. it was. I wish it was yeah. automatic like that, right? But it might actually feel sharp at first. But that don't mean you got cut up. Right. That don't mean you died. That just means mm -hmm. it's sharp. That just means you're in a delicate posture, okay? Things can feel different once you're out of that. So that's why you got to trust how you feel in order to know what's safe, you know? Because if mm -hmm. you... Are, <laughs> If, if if you feel like anything can get to you, then you're going to feel like everyone's a threat. Mm. Mm. And that's very true. And Man. if you feel like, okay, 
I know I didn't live a perfect life. I have some areas where I can grow. I have some things about me that I love. I am going to start growing through my interest and that is going to build confidence to deal with these so-called weaknesses. And then that in itself is going to attract tribe. That in itself is going to radiate at a frequency that attracts people to build safety with. But it may not be all the time and it may not be automatic. Mm. And I don't want you to lose. I don't want, when I say you, this is the figurative. I don't want anyone to lose their enthusiasm to build trust just because it doesn't always feel safe. Mm. Love that. So a question, somebody asked a question, uh, is it wrong to love and expect the same or similar energy? Some people call it conditional love. I say it's part of nature to want balance or return of energy. Yeah, we talked about uh, some mm-hmm. of those elements of a relationship. And the second one was re- reciprocity. Uh, mm-hmm. It is important to to feel acknowledged, to feel service, to feel mm-hmm. uh, seen and valued. Now, it is important not to... Um, you ever seen this there's a is a great tool for literacy right it's a good illustration and there has an elephant a giraffe a zebra and a monkey um Mm -hmm. and it's like if you ask the elephant to do what the monkey to do it'll probably seem like it you know illiterate it can't and if you ask the monkey to do what the elephant to do so everyone has a strength right everyone has Mm -hmm. that thing that benefits them so when you're asking your love to be returned in a certain way, um, you, you can't always expect it to be the way you show it. It has to be the way that person reciprocates it, right? We think, all right, so, all right, um, energy, <laughs> and this is just a funny question to me, but energy can never be uh, created or destroyed, right? It just changed forms, mm-hmm. right? One of new mm-hmm. laws. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The same with our love energy. We may think we're transmitting a certain frequency, and once it's received by a person and processed, and then they spit something out, you like, wait, you ain't giving me the energy I was giving you, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe um, what you thought you were given is not what was actually received. Yep. Um, so I think that in those elements is, it's not always, uh, do it how I do it. It's more so, um, show me who you are and let me appreciate the way you love. Is that fulfilling to me? Yes. All right. Let's build a future. Right. If it's not, then you just have to be honest with yourself because not everybody Mm -hmm. is going to show love the way you demand them to. People are going to show love the way that feels good to them. And hopefully you mm-hmm. value that. Right. And sometimes in, I think also when you go from different relationships, a lot of times you might feel that everything that you do, again, this is what we talked about in the beginning, is like you're always correct, right? So instead of treating each individual person, right, as their own entity, you end up treating the last person just like the last person <laughs> because it worked, because it worked for the last person, but it may not actually work for the person that you're actually with at this time and moment. Their love languages could be completely different. And that includes in all aspects. That could mean emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, it's a completely different person. And what works for one, it may not work for somebody else. So I think it's very important that you kind of dive into the actual person that you actually have in front of you Instead of saying, yo, man, I'm yo, I'm that guy, you know what I'm saying? So she loved it. Yeah. He gonna love it too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, it 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 it's not always like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's super very important just what you just said, you know. Um so somebody oh oh so the same person she was uh, responded to your she said, Don't expect the exact energy, but I expect the energy of positive love despite how it's shown. Like you said, I should feel it. It doesn't have to be the same way I show love, but I need to feel that love. 100%. Right. 100%. There you go. Um, India Ari says, and you know the truth by the way it feels. You ain't got to force that feeling. 
that is a fact. They call that it that, they call it that Jones, right? That love <laughs> Jones. When that Jones that, hit you, you you know you know the truth by the way it feels. Um, and you're right. You should feel it. One hundred percent. So your latest book. I actually got your latest book. You know what I'm saying? You know I got it, bro. Um, the missing piece. I think that everybody should go out there and go copy this book right here. <laughs> go out you, there and copy this book. Um, and this kind of tells people um, a little bit about the missing piece and what it's about, um, you know, and where they can go get this book. Uh, thank you uh, for taking some time to read the missing piece. And thank you for supporting me over the years, brother. Um, people, sure. people, People know writing, you know, is not easy. Um, the missing piece is about me um, being in a gray area and adding some color to my life. Mm. It starts when I was about 17, 18, and it goes to about 27, 28. And I wanted people to understand that I, I have a beginning, a hard-headed beginning, um, a a wound-up beginning, right? Um, and a process to where I've grown into. Um, the tagline, finding the better part of me, um, a love journey. I can't say that I always had self-love. I know I had some ego. I know I had some fear. I know I had some um, some 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 aggressiveness, right? But I feel and know self love in a way now that is gentle, man, and it is a certain ease that comes with looking in the mirror that I could not capture before writing this book. This book is about not revealing every because there's a lot of stories I, I I just didn't feel comfortable telling at some point though like, I ain't getting in trouble for that yeah uh, you know um, but yes, within sir. the bounds that I could print it was just um, and that's like like knucklehead stuff when I was young but I'm talking about just mm -hmm. just processing this thing we call life in a way that 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 hopefully gets people talking to their family, that hopefully gets people mm -hmm. challenging their friendships, that hopefully gets people forgiving um, others a little bit more, right? But ultimately, the book was about building some grace for myself um, and how I use that grace for myself to love beyond my home community. Um, I didn't expect my words or my story or this work to to travel as far and wide as it has. And in that, it has really, you know, took me through an unparalleled kind of university life experience. Um, and the book is is a is a is is a capture of my lessons. And I and I have like two more parts to this book that kind of begin with my childhood and then others that deal with a little bit more of the adult version. Um, but mm -hmm. I wanted to start here just because, you know, um, I just felt so blessed to, to, to make it through what I made it through. Mm. And not just mm. the things on page, like my real lived experience. I feel so blessed to really believe in love. I'll fight for this. I'll die for this. Yeah. I'll go hard for this. I'll mm -hmm. answer every call for this. You know, mm. um, I'll be misunderstood for this. Um, I'll, I'll. It's, it's, it's so much. You know. So in the book, it was just a chance to, to go over those things, to go over those elements, um, and to stand. And what I know is um, a life lived, building integrity. I'm mm -hmm. proud of my days, you know, um, and I'm proud of the people they've connected me to. 
Um, when somebody reads my book and say they feel closer to their father or their grandfather. When somebody reads my book and feel like they want to call their mother. You know, when somebody reads my book and they start reframing that absent father story and they say, yeah, you know what? My dad did parent from a distance too. Mm. Ultimately, you know, I want that book and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I have a little copy, but I say it right there at the end of the introduction, you know, um, and, I'll, and I'll share it just because it's important, but it says, uh, welcome to the missing piece. I pray you leave this book with the inspiration to fulfill your purpose in life. And I hope that within these pages, you find a reason to love, heal, forgive, and be free. It's time. And that's what I felt. I felt freedom. I felt, and I still do, you know, like I, I still do. Um, so that that book was about finding those better parts. Mm. And that's amazing. And everybody should go get this book. Where can they go get this book? I know it's on Amazon. It's on uh, Amazon, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, pretty much all major mm -hmm. retailers. Um, just, just check it out. Please leave a review on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, wherever you do get it. Kindle, iBooks, um, all, mm -hmm. all, all the different platforms. Somebody asked, do you have an audio book? Uh, no, no audio books yet. Um, I have two audio albums. Um, I was just about to get to that. That yeah. eating is that eating is something different. No, Thank no, you, no. Brother. That so eating I got is something some more coming. I'm getting into uh, what I like to call uh, affirmation music. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll be dropping. Um, a couple projects on the audio front. Yeah. yeah, and if anybody wants to get something now, that I recommend it's it's Eden. It's that, yeah, it's that, that, that project called Eden. I'm I, I'm not gonna steal you wrong. I promise it's <laughs> worth it. It's Thank good you. on the ride home. It's good on the ride to work. It's gonna make you feel good. You yeah, know what so, I'm saying? so Apple yeah. Music, titles, yep. Spotify, all those, all those. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Somebody said Rob Hill, the greatest to ever do it. I mean, I'm going to leave it at that. I think I, I think we can end it right there, man, Um, because your words do have impact. Your words impact a lot of people. Your work, your work impacts a lot of people. I know it's impacted my life in a very positive way. I've been following you um, since I believe it was a hundred or a thousand Kings March. That, yeah, that you did back 2013. Thousand Kings March, yep. Yeah, that, sure. Thousand Kings March, you know what I'm saying? So that that was a hot nine years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. Next next year it'll be ten. It'll be ten. Yep. Um, and yep. I was, I had just, I had, um, so the Thousand Kings March happened, and then I released my third book two, three months later. So yeah, um, somebody um asked to show a couple of the other books. Um, yeah. So this is mm -hmm. the missing piece. Mm -hmm. Um, this is about something real, and go ahead and get your book out too. I, 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 I know you, you, you try to be over there humble, but go ahead and get your work out. This is I got you. <laughs> um, this is uh, hope for love. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is truth. Uh, the one we talked about. Um, mm -hmm. and. For single people is around here. Unfortunately, I didn't. I couldn't find a copy before we got on the call. Um, for single people who still believe in love, right? For single people who single still people understand who the value of relationships. Understand the value, understand the value of relationships. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, oh, man, I've been cooking up though. So I, I, I got, I got uh, two books coming, two albums coming, and and then we'll we'll get back to touring. I'm gonna be uh, outside filling people in the space. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. Um, it has. You already it know. Has. You already know where you at, man. I, I will come see you, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's make it happen, yo, man. Yes, sir. Listen, I, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking the time out um, to have this conversation with me and with us. Um, I know it was very impactful uh, for everybody who who really listened. Um, and the replay is going to be up. It's going to be on all audio podcasts um, available too, uh, as well um, on Conversations of the Heart over T Tail. You know, Rob, man, it's my guy. I appreciate you, man. My Thank brother, you. You know what I'm saying? Man. Appreciate you, man. Thank Thanks you so much, man. Up. All right. Love. Yeah. Yo, and that's a wrap. I appreciate y'all. Um, thank you guys for all tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, 
next episode conversations of the heart is going to be on this thursday going to be all about trademarking your business and the importance of trademarking your business um going to have a very a very special guest but i appreciate y'all for tuning in man it's been an incredible conversation man and uh we're gonna have more of these conversations of the heart stay tuned conversation of the heart all audio podcast um youtube um we everywhere man appreciate y'all man peace